Hello and welcome everyone to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by our special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and unfortunately I'm only joined by one uh, co-founder and good friend today. Well, both of you guys are good friends, let's be honest, uh, but only one co-founder <laughs> today, Ash Paulson. Unfortunately, Steve is out sick, but we have a very special guest in Massey Anella. Thank you so much Hello. for being here, Massey. Thank you for having me on. I've been very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, we're yeah, excited yeah. to have you here. This is my my first time meeting you, so it's a, it's a pleasure. I know, and uh, I we're feel just happy like I've you met you before almost. Like, it's, it's crazy I because like... Massey's, I always see Massey at PAX East. I always see Massey at E3. And you're always well, there too, Ash. So I'm not sure how you're like, you miss them. Then we, we, I mean, we, we all meet so just, many like, people in passing. At we were right? like, "Hello, yeah. goodbye." Maybe that's yeah. what it was then. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, then, nice, kind of meeting you again for the first time. Nice, I actually know. meeting you. This is this yes. is like the yes. actual shaking hands. Hello, I yes, exactly. We know each shaking other. Shaking <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. I mean. I mean, you got you got you are always super busy at like Paxis. I ba- I feel like I barely yeah. get to see you. You got you guys. That whole group is just move, 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 go, go, go. I'm like, where yeah, do you guys find the time? Yeah, there's hardly a time to like breathe, almost. But yeah, it's always great when I get to run into you. So mm-hmm. I always look forward to it, and you know, I try to always make time for the um, the Runaway Guy show and. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's you guys, so fun. Yeah. You guys sneak me show. in there a few times and uh, <laughs> let me to be part of the audience. That's always fun. One of these days, I still hope to get called up for for one of those. You do really well, Ash. I think I would. Yeah, that would be super cool. I I just about, or did I? I think I came in second place and watched that track or the game that tune thing at uh, at uh, Magfest last year. Nice. The last time I went in the before times, and that's always a lot of fun uh, to do game that tune. But uh, no, I I really would love to go up and and participate in Throne Controllers. One of these days. Yeah, you'd probably crush it. You would probably crush it. I hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Ash, Ash is pretty good. Like I, Ash versus John, that'd be interesting. Ooh. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that would be fun. Because <laughs> just so we're clear, we're talking about Cartwright, right? right? No, uh, Proton John. Oh, Proton John. Okay, there's a lot of Johns out there. There's there are there's a lot a lot some call me John. There's a, a Proton John. There's a, our, our own John, um, uh, John Cartwright. You know, there's all kinds of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, super cool. Uh, what have you been up to lately, Masse? I know you just started your well, not just started. You've been have a few episodes out already of Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of a lot of Link's Awakening. That's been my primary focus, other than like Twitch and stuff. So I've been I've been mm. largely doing the Twitch thing as of the past few months, and just like mm, taking a break from the YouTube thing. But now I'm back in full swing, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, so. that's really cool. You were nice. off becoming a uh, Mario 64 speedrun master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, the speed. Well, <laughs> I have also not been practicing that very much, so I'm probably rusty, mm. but my PB's getting down there. Still shooting for that sub-20 on 16 stars, so. Wow. Very nicely done. Thank you. That's crazy. I'm trying nicely my best. Done. I'm almost there. I'm like, I think my PB's like 23 minutes right now, but almost. <sighs> Way better than I could ever do. I know that That's for a fact. I've, I've never focused on speedrun type stuff. Like, yeah, I, I beat it. Like, there might be some speedrun type stuff that I can do for a game. But once I get that, I'm like, I'm like I don't need to be number one on the list of like 20,000 or, you know, 20 million yeah, or however people yeah. in there. Like, I yeah. don't care. <laughs> I, I think I chased a couple of speedruns like that, you know, 
long time ago. Like, I think I was try. I tried to get my time for Mega Man 9 down as, as much as I could, and I think I had what may have been considered a pretty good time for Mega Man X4 back in the day, and I mean back in the day. Mm. Nowhere near recently, and I don't call myself a speedrunner at all. But I but I can do decently in some Mega Man games, but that's about it. Nice. Uh, well, before hard. we get to... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that, they can cool, be. Dude. They can be. Okay, yeah. if, you're not, uh, if you're not used to them, they can be. Once, once you get into a groove with them, uh, and you kind of figure out how they work. They get a lot easier, but yeah, mm-hmm. when you're first reckoning with the Mega Man gameplay style, it can get tough, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Um, before we actually get to the news itself, of course, uh, first off, we have a sponsor. As always, uh, our Mondays right now are being sponsored by the Game Orb, and so this episode of the TNT is brought to you by the Game Orb. And the Game Orb is a fledgling channel that's focused mostly on Nintendo content. It's currently running Let's Plays of Unbox Newbies Adventure, Splatoon 2, Super Mario 35, and more. And so you can subscribe to Game Orb, the Game Orb, at, uh, at the link in the description below. Uh, so let's get them. We're, we're so close. I checked, and we were at 86 subscribers. We're so close to getting them nice. to 100 subscribers and beyond i think we can do it while they're you know while they're sponsoring us i really want to get, get them above that let's keep pushing them higher and higher uh and show them the love of the gv gang uh i think you know i think that's a good uh thing raise up these smaller channels and you know yeah gotta do that wow what's the uh saying a rising tide lifts all boats so, exactly yeah let's Let's go for 100. Let's shoot for 200. Let's see, you know, hey, let's just get as many... Uh, let's many see how high we can get the game can. orb. Yeah. <laughs> sounds really bad. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> by the end of the month. Oh, yes. boy. Um, yeah. And also, before we mention, we also, because, again, Steve is not here due to being sick, get well soon, Steve, uh, we have the voice of God uh, himself back once again. Uh, Brandon chipping in whenever he uh, feels like it. So welcome, Brandon. I have returned. <laughs> wow, it's God. It's oh my yeah, god! Right? <laughs> oh, sorry. Welcome, also, God. <laughs> uh, also, welcome to I mentioned Scuff one nine six earlier, but also uh, welcome to Kotar Peck and Aeon in the chat, both of whom are also names I don't recognize in our live chat. So, thank you for joining us for our live show. And we hope to see you back for many, many more. Yeah, welcome, welcome. All right. Well, should we go ahead and get uh, to the news topics for the week? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's bring up our first bit of news. And we have a double pack of Sonic news. The first of which is the voice actor drama continues, but we finally got a bit of good news. Mike Pollock is still the voice of Eggman, at least in the games, according to a, uh, one of his tweets. Um, so, whew. <laughs> that said, that, I also yeah. have seen that uh, Tails' voice actor... Uh, voice actress has uh, left as well. So pretty much seems to be the entire cast. Save Mike Pollock, Pollock again is gone. Man, yeah, that's wild. We actually uh, we actually reported on, on the departure like of Tails and Amy's voice actresses uh, on Friday. Unfortunately. Okay, can you cut out there a bit, Ash? Are you back? Sorry, yeah, I cut out. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know what I happened. I think it was Sorry, Discord guys. because I um, also no, had I a just... moment where it was just like, Bleh. okay, yeah, yeah. I think it's Discord. Um, no, I was just saying that we pre- we had previously reported on the departure of Tails and Amy's voice actresses. Um, mm. So it was just bad news on top of bad news. And then, thankfully, though, at least Eggman, Mike Pollock, yeah. at least he's staying in the game, specifically the games. He doesn't say uh, Eggman in general. He does say the games specifically, but that's where I'd want to see him most anyway, or hear yeah. him most, I should say. 
He actually tweeted out, uh, you know what they say, the more the merrier. You're not, <laughs> you've not yet heard The Last of Me is Dr. Eggman and Sonic the Hedgehog video games. Kindly prepare your ears accordingly. If you guessed otherwise, surprise. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to stock up on lozenges. On a personal note, nice. I know you'll want to speculate about what happened and possible casting choices, but please bear in mind that in real life, actors' careers are steered by additions, callbacks, bookings, and rejections. It's a bit more complicated than choosing sides for kickball. So... There you that have it. Completely yeah. fair point. Um, I'm surprised he, he chose the, uh, you know what they say, the more the merrier. That is appropriate. But I think get a load of this would have been better. Like, you can see on Sonic Adventure, get a load of, get a load of, get a load of this. I think it's Sonic Adventure 1. That I he says think that. it is. But it's funny how a lot of those lines come from Dean Bristow and not him. That's true. And yeah, so that's not really his line. Good point. It's Eggman's line, but not Mike's specifically. Good right, point. right. Um... And then uh, just uh, along with this, we have, you know, more good news as far as the Sonic front, possibly anyway. But uh, there's a rumor going around now uh, because of a LinkedIn post. And we know how uh, (laughs) how much we love these kind of LinkedIn posts for rumors and whatnot. But uh, a new post on Reddit's Gaming Leaks and Rumors channel uh, showed a LinkedIn profile for the Director of Production Services at Sega of America, which includes the following job uh, description, which says... Port popular Sonic titles to new to Sega PC platforms, expanding availability of Sonic titles to a wider digital audience. So um, it kind of gives the idea that uh, we could be in the we could see more Sonic ports to to PC to Steam. So you know, there's a lot of Sonic games out there that have not gone to PC before. I believe uh, Sonic Colors is the big one. It being exclusive to the to the Wii. Right, yeah. um, I think, I, th- right. I think according to Aeon, I, I wasn't sure at double check, but Aeon kind of confirms it unleashed to PC, which already has kind of a v- vibrant modding community. So it actually being on PC would just crack that thing wide open. And you know what? I think a lot of people would love to see them port Sonic 06 to PC just to make the, it much <laughs> easier to mod. Would I a think lot that of people would, love to see that, really? Oh, I, my I think God. Sonic 06 would do pretty well <laughs> on PC. I think everyone would love to see Probably. that because just like, yeah, Taking a broken, broken game and either A, making it, you know, not break, or B, breaking it worse, just sounds like right up the modding community's alley. Yeah. Right. And I can totally see. Plus, you know, it it shouldn't be that you limit Hedgehog and Human Love to consoles. You got to have that on PC as well, right? So. Oh, no. You know. (laughs) (laughs) That's just when I think of Sonic 2006, that's the first thing I think of just because I can't, I still, all this time later, I can't believe they or went there. Or they could, that, they could take, yeah. you know, either Sonic and make him human, you know? There you or, go, human ooh. Sonic. What's the princess's name? Human they could Sonic. Turn her hedgehog. You know, that's, it's Monty. I think I'd rather see. I just threw up in my I think I'd rather see Elise as a hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd rather see Elise as a hedgehog than Sonic as a human. That creep. I don't know. I don't know what Sonic would look like as a human, but I don't think I'd I want mean, to know. I mean, if they still had access to the Archie stuff, they had a princess right there ready to could just. If I use, you could have used Sonic 06 to integrate Princess Sally into the whole thing and oh, give her a different right. origin. But Yo, you're true. right. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Actually. That. These are free ideas, Sega. These are free. <laughs> You're charging you for the next slate. I have yeah. to wonder, like, if Sega fixed Sonic 06, or, like, remastered it for PC, would would there be, like, a, a strong subset of the fan base that'd be upset that the game was fixed? I think so. I think so. Absolutely. The, I, I, at 100%. least on the Sonic side of things, because I know Sonic is broken. Like, his has that infinite jump when he turns really small and like can jump forever and really skip a lot of things. I think that would upset people to lose that. 
I'm not. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I saw apparently Sonic Heroes has never been ported either. Which, yeah, sure. Why? Why not? Get them all on there. I think that's yeah. the uh, big thing yeah. here. Kotar Peck, this is a deep cut. Kotar Peck points out that there was already Sonic Man as an NPC human who claimed to be Sonic in 06. I vaguely remember that. I, oh my God. I blocked most of that experience out of my mind, but I, I remember a few specific things about it. That's Model kind of in my it. memory. And mm. I'll also never forget that amazing cutscene where Shadow just kicks the shit out of Silver. I oh, kicks, kicks him in the back of the head, yeah. I love It's one of my favorite moments in anything Sonic-related ever, because I hate Silver. He, mm. I never liked that character. Oh, okay, so some clarification. Sonic Heroes is on PC, just not recently. It was ported to PC, but just not on Steam. So ah. uh, okay. there, there is that. Uh, but speaking of weird just characters that you um, people have modded, I think, uh, like... The Burger Man has been modded to be a playable character in Sonic Adventure, thanks to mo- <laughs> thanks to it being ported. So it's like there's a Sonic modders are a weird, crafty, dedicated bunch, and th- there's always I something like fun that there. Just describes like fan bases in general when they True. get into like I was going to say that, yeah, just especially Sonic in fans. general. <laughs> I, I I'm all I'm all for it honestly. Let's see let's see what these guys come up with. Let's bring it as much there just as just for the modding community. Oh but, my god, I completely forgot about this one. And the chat says, or everyone's favorite, Shadow head to the wave ocean. Agent Shadow head to wave ocean. I re- I forgot about that when you they actually did a retake in the in the line oh, and yeah. left it in. I forgot about that. Oh man, it's all it's all flooding back now. All the Sonic 06 memories. <laughs> Uh-oh. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see the future of Sonic. Something has to happen. They had they planned all these like months of announcements last year. Those announcements have to still exist. Where the heck are they? That's all we need to uh, find out. Right? Because theoretically, good stuff is coming. Maybe, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully. Either way, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. We'll go ahead and bring that up. And WB Games (laughs) has patented their Nemesis system uh, from the Shadow of Mordor series. And the thing is, this isn't necessarily about the Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor series itself. Um, It's more the fact of a patent of a game idea. And they've been trying this for a while uh, to lock this down. And they finally succeeded. They have the option to maintain the patent through 2035, providing they keep up the fees. And the patent is filed as Nemesis Characters, Nemesis Forts, Social Vendettas, and Followers in Computer Games, uh, which codified their thing. Basically what it means, if you're not familiar, the um, Nemesis uh, feature was basically um, if you killed an NPC or or were killed by an NPC, it would try to change their AI. I I think that's how it worked. Um, and it basically uh, allow for a more dynamic um, system of like these guys getting harder or uh, knowing you or trying to just bringing things uh, to the light like this. Um, 
it says the, while the language in the IGN's article, they said, while the language of the application is fairly obtuse, as most patent claims tend to be, the short version is that the patent covers a system featuring procedurally generated NPCs that exist in a hierarchy and interact with and will, and will remember the actions of players, have their appearance behavior altered by players, and whose place in that hierarchy can change and affect the positions of other NPCs in said hierarchy. Uh, which apparently is the simplified version. Unfortunately, we lost Massey here. Oh, <laughs> Discord! No. Discord's really just trying it today. It really is. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's funny. So, uh, who was it in the chat? Killamox. <laughs> Killamox caught me red-handed because it's a LMAO, Ash heard the innuendo too. Derek, when you said uh, a system for making enemies harder, I just, I chuckled. Oh, Killamox. oh my God. Killamox totally caught it. I love it. Uh, Miss A's back. Hey, Miss A. Yes, my internet died for like two seconds. Yeah, Five seconds, got, ten seconds. <laughs> Discord. Here we go. Uh, back. Yeah, hey, we're doing yeah. it live. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just the way it is. Um, did you hear that whole description of the Nemesis system, Miss A? Are you familiar with it, it at all? I it cut out like right before it, but. Uh, Basically, uh, as you fought enemies and the way you fought them, they would remember the, your past encounters and there'd be a hierarchy of enemies that would shift as you play through the game. It was always a very right, praised right. system that really made uh, the Middle Earth games stand out. But now nobody can really do no, anything more with that. Right. Which is, honestly, this is a big problem. It, it's understandable why they did it, but it's also we haven't gotten a Middle Earth sequel in a while or WB Gaming, uh, WB Games doing anything with it in a while. And as has already brought, been brought up in the chat, um, this is very reminiscent of Bandai, Bandai Namco uh, patenting the uh Small, like, mini-game load screens they had for right, a while. yeah. A lot of their games would have little mini-games to keep you invested, and then they I patented it, and then it died. It's That, patented, that patent is no, no longer a thing now. But I'm, I'm also kind of concerned because that sets a precedent, and, like, mm. I would mm-hmm. hate to see this becoming a more common thing of these gaming companies being like, I made this! Now no one else can, you know. Mm-hmm. When, when it's like ours. a one-off thing, when it's just like mini games in like one one in a in a loading screen, like you said. If it's something simple like that, then it's like, eh, that sucks, and I hate that. But also, again, it's the precedent of it that really has the potential to be very damaging, and I that feels a little bit spooky to me. Um, especially yeah, considering yeah. the patents last so long. This one lasts through what twenty thirty something. Twenty thirty five. That is insane. a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. We're in twenty twenty one right now, and that's over ten years. That's like right. That yeah, takes think- that entire that entire system and makes it stagnate. I will be fifty <laughs> when this is That's insane. released. That is ridiculous. Oh, I that hate is, this conversation that, already. Ooh, I know, right? That I hate that this. sucks. Ugh. Um, yeah, it, it's a shame. I mean, I get it from a practical business perspective. I get why WB, of course, wants to patent this, right? Of course it makes sense. But from a player standpoint, from an enthusiast standpoint, I agree. This sucks because it's it's limiting this innovation to whatever WB specifically wants to put it in. And, and you know, nothing like it can be used in, and it can't be applied toward other ideas and other games. And so I get it, but at the same time, I... I kind of find it gross when ideas like this are copyrighted. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I feel like yeah. when it's an idea like that, it 
leaves the door open for like interpretation of like how far will they push in the direction of like that's too similar you can't do that mm -hmm. because like there there's definitely a yeah. lot of gray area in the fact of like it, it's ai based it's like at what point does it become too much like their patent and they're gonna shut shut a bunch of games down mm -hmm. uh, it's right. it, it's spooky it's spooky yeah, I haven't seen many other games use the Nemesis system uh, f from Middle Earth. It's not like it didn't catch on. It seems in the same way that the Soul system is, because that that'd be something if from from software decided like if uh, the the idea of you died, you dropped a currency at this spot, and you have to go back to the spot in order to get that currency back. If they patented that idea, that would have shifted completely shifted the whole souls landscape from for even themselves and even exactly. like all these indies that kind of had the same idea and iterated on that and found different ways to make that work it'd be a very different landscape absolutely and that that's kind of that's kind of the where the concern of precedent comes in where it's just like this is just one idea that's getting patented if there ends up being several more from all these bunches of different companies it becomes a minefield of figuring out what things can you do and what things can't you do? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. As the chat chats bring up uh, examples of like what would have happened if that if from software had done that as ran saying uh, hollow Knight, uh Jared editor near automata, cool Sebastian and fantasy thinker fans shovel Knight wouldn't have been able to use yep. that system. It's yep. crazy. There's also so. a lawsuit that I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think of exactly who called it, but there was some sort of gaming lawsuit a few years back where some asshole company tried to copyright the use of an of a common word that and and it was they were actually like what really trying that? to block other I know I can't, wasn't it the, the candy crush Wait. people was it that maybe I think it was that I think saga? it was that maybe the word saga or? that's right was, they were trying to mm -hmm. patent saga was it oh no it was it a, a king with was it saga or candy uh one of the two <sighs> I can't remember I mean it also goes back to as as the people were saying uh fine brothers trying to patent React, which that oh, whole mess. Oh, that's that one. Yes, I there's remember also that, that, that one. The React one. Yes, I remember that. Which so they that stopped just because the oh, blowback yeah. was so bad. That was a mess. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought right. about that in a hot second. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, I remember that. And I didn't know this, but apparently Edge uh, Edge Games tried to stop sue everybody for using anything in the term Edge and anything. I don't even know who Edge Games oh is, but I guess they tried to sue EA for publishing Mirror's Edge. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, come on. So stuff like that. I mean, it, it, I don't know specifically which lawsuit I was thinking of, but whenever you try to, you know, copy, trademark an idea or something, mm. you know, the use of common, something fairly common, it's so gross. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Just as more examples, uh, Odd Doodle mentioned uh, Sega thought they owned the patent for the Crazy Taxi Arrow and went against the Simpsons Road Rage because of that. Um, oh, my God. And then Eduardo Tena, uh, Sega and Sony had to come up with different D-pad ideas after Nintendo patented theirs. So I remember that. There's yeah. also the ABXY thing, the specific uh, layout oh, yeah. of, um, Positioning. of the buttons. Mm -hmm. That's why Xbox and PlayStation went with different fucking things yeah it's <laughs> unreal i it, it just i think it really gives a uh idea of how harmful they can be because you look at this like oh it's whatever it's just this one system but it has this um butterfly effect on 
ideas and innovations. And maybe, you know, there's sometimes there's like limiting ideas. You got to find a way around it. But there's also iteration and uh, making it better. And who knows if we're going to see it? Like, hopefully Warner Brothers has an idea for their nemesis system. And that's just like, this is mine. I will claim it. So, Mm. it's just crazy stuff. But uh, the funny thing is... Oh, okay. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to move on to the next oh, okay. topic, so let's stick to it. Kairuto asks, didn't Apple try to parent their name even though it's a fruit? And I don't know the answer <laughs> to that question, but that I is haven't heard that Apple. One. It sounds like yeah, it. That's, that's something. Hilarious. That sounds like some shit they try to pull, because that is like mm-hmm. the most Apple thing imaginable. Actually, I don't know the word actually Apple that, is proprietary. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Now, Arkwing mentioning... Excuse me uh, while I bake a rounded fruit pie... <laughs> I've seen your pies. You better share that. <laughs> uh, I, I I totally would. I totally would. I'm gonna get oh, it perfect, and then I'll spread it around. I'll oh, I love this. Please do. <laughs> Arcwing uh, mentioning well, one last time before we move on. Immortals Phoenix Rising had to change their their from their original name Gods and Monsters because of Monster Energy Drink of all things. Really? That's absurd. Oh, wow. That is. It absurd. really is. Uh. Oh, uh. Eduardo Tena uh, makes a great point. Uh, I mean, Disney tried to patent Day of the Dead. No! Oh, right, because of oh Coco. Yeah, right, which is just... Uh. Oh, oh, that's Corporations gross. are gross. That's super yeah. gross. Yep! That is <laughs> yeah. really gross. Jeez. Well, kind of related to this in a very roundabout way, let's go ahead and bring up our next topic. So Forest of Illusion, who uh, is a Twitter uh, account that basically works on preserving Nintendo history, uh, is made by two different uh, people in there, uh, Togemet and Mario uh, Nova 64, uh, was doing a series of tweets where uh, Pico Interactive was being labeled as the worst kind of scum, destroying video game preservation with every IP they get their hands on to, and ultimately never releasing. They would get the IP and never actually releasing anything. Uh, and then they would send legal threats to those who dump and release prototype ROMs of the games they claim to have, uh, to claim to have bought the rights to. Uh, and Forest of Illusion responded to this. This was Simon Time that did, uh, had done this uh, original tweet on February 6th. Uh, uh, said, my feeling when I release a prototype that's over two decades old and the current right owners tell me to remove it and want to sue me. And he they put as an example, they had to pull the Glover N64 prototype. Uh, and he said, gotta love companies who take dead IPs and then only release chopped up and edited uh, protos. However, they then spoke to the, the developer of Pico Interactive's project and it's not the same ROM that they wanted to release. There are differences because... They're apparently doing a switch port of Glover. That is so random. That's wild. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Sure. Yeah. I actually never played this game, but I heard really good things about it. I Maybe played is... I played a bit of it when I was younger. I I remember I loved Glover and I was really sad that they never really went anywhere with it. So hearing mm-hmm. that there's a switch port coming of it feels really out of the blue because it's been decades. It has been it really so has. long. Since anything has come out of Glover, and suddenly it's like, haha, the switch exists. <laughs> right. So I, I'm, I'm kind of is... pumped about this. It well, has a, a loyal cult fan base because our chat is going nuts for this. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking our chat is exploding with all caps. Switch Glover. Oh my god, Glover. <laughs> oh god. Love I'm the so glove and all Glover. that. Yeah. 
I tried a demo and I hated it because I hated babysitting that damn ball. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it was so awkward was for me. I just like, let me platform. I, um, I told Roger I have... that I loved Glover and then he threatened to fire me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I wonder if they would do the N64 version or the PS1 version because there's very slight differences, mainly in the opening cutscene and how they actually have it. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, that. I, I've, I've only seen it's Nintendo, uh, probably the N64 version. That's true. It's the best version of the game of the three. Okay. I'm so curious about this game now because, I mean, it's there, there are so many strong opinions about it on both sides of the fence apparently <laughs> and i i want to know why people love it as well as why people hate it i just only I'll ever heard you, a lot about it and i never played i'll it. definitely tell you that it's unique it yeah. definitely okay. is one of those like love it or hate it things because it is it's one of those things where it takes uh it takes platforming but puts a really creative spin on it which is what okay. a lot of people appreciate about it because how often do you have uh how often do you have a platformer in which you have to bounce a ball and like throw it and that's a mm. part of the whole experience and it hmm. it's like controlling two separate almost entities at once but trying to make sure that both don't die so and it's yeah legitimate. and that's it's why intuitive. okay and it's and it it's sounds designed. tough but it sounds interesting yeah it, it is very interesting but it is hard and sometimes it is very clunky i remember the camera not being super friendly <laughs> so again uh. love it or hate it Fizzy Wimpoid says the gloves shriek of despair when the ball is destroyed is so iconic. That sounds terrible. But... <laughs> oh my god. That is the sound. There's also oh, wow. a sound effect okay. based I remember it. It scared system. the crap out of me when I was a kid. Uh, there's a sound oh effect gosh. based uh, cheat code system comprised of burps and farts and chicken noises. <laughs> it's uh, Perfect. Qu- quite an experience. <laughs> I okay. I gotta play. I might have to stream this game when it comes out on Switch, assuming do that's it. actually happening, which it seems like it is. So absolutely. Hopefully, do it, it doesn't ruin what made the N sixty four version so weird, though. Hopefully, it doesn't try to make it too streamlined and not weird. Although it doesn't sound as though you could make this uh, what, concept anything. Wasn't but there weird, also a so. prototype of uh, Glover two that never actually released, and like it was pretty far along? Like, like the, if that does well, they could almost release the sequel that canceled sequel I and that would be that it was exist. released by fans wasn't it i think it's oh, out in it? the wild oh wow i want to say call it another glover <laughs> another glover yeah um, it wasn't it wasn't finished though so like i i could totally dig it if it did well they took like whatever was in that second game and like polished it up either polish mm. it up or take those concepts and do something new with it i don't know but i think glover deserves another chance all right. I, I I would try it again, but I know it has that that, that whole um, <laughs> love surrounding it. Um, but I again, it's basically a long escort mission, and some uh, <laughs> that's where I get a little unsure uh, about that sort of thing. Um, real quick, though, we got breaking news. Thank you for letting me know about this in the chat. By the way, uh, we have two new executive producers. Whoa. That, uh, we got two upgrades, one from uh, uh, the Flying Tacos and one's from Scuff196. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's thank awesome. Thank you so much to awesome. both of you. We are so thankful for you and, and thank you for your support. That means the, the world to us. And we love when it happens during the show and we have breaking news. We love that. Mm-hmm. That is extremely kind of you. Thank you so much. Um, Just wow. <laughs> um. um 
on the topic of Glover again, this is kind of kind of related, but this just came to my mind. Another N64 era uh, game that I never played that I always wanted to, and I think this is more just people love it instead of ironically love it. Mischief Makers. I never played it. I want. I, I have it. I have it. I want to play it. Yeah, I it's really want to play it. It's iconic for the just shake shake. That's what she always says when she grabs an Emmy. Oh, is it okay? <laughs> Jared Edinger just said that. Sorry, uh, Masay. What did you say? No, I said I also want to play that. Oh, okay, nice. Mm. Oh man. Sorry, we're, I... now now we're on this train of like things that we'd like to come back, and I want to throw this into into the bunch, and that would be Klonoa. Yes. I remember that. Yes. Klonoa yes! is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Needs you have another to chance. I swear. Yes. It's I love. I, I've oh. only played Klonoa one and two, but they're so good. They Klonoa one is, and two are there? two of the most special. <laughs> well, there's some Game Boy Advance games. Played. Oh, I never played the Game Boy Advance game then. Yeah, I, I haven't played those. They're either. okay. Uh, I played one of them. They're okay, but but they're not. They, they don't capture at all what makes Klonoa right. so special, mm. like right. the, the two main games do, and. Even even if you uh, play the Wii remake of the first game, that's also pretty good. It's not as good as the original version, but yeah, play Klonoa I've as much. I've recently oh, so seen the Wii, uh, the Wii game of um, the Wii version, and honestly, mm-hmm. it holds up. <laughs> I, I, I want to pick it up. I, I, I skipped it for, it for whatever reason, but I, I if I could find a copy, I would definitely pick it up. It, yeah, no, it definitely yeah, holds up. It 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 kind of um, it makes it a little less dark. I think one of the things that makes Klonoa so special is how surprisingly dark they can get and and how the it's not necessarily a happy ending uh, the, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the the series isn't always about happy endings and so it it the I, remake's good but it definitely lightens things up a bit to a point where i'm not sure the intent of the original really comes through as well mm. ah, I it was see. i hadn't played uh Clino 2 in a long time since uh you know until i streamed it again uh last year and uh somebody was completely right in that Klonoa 2 did inside out before Inside Out. It did. You're right. That's really good. I never thought about that. Man. There you go. I wish Klonoa... Oh, man. Klonoa deserves another chance. I, I guess there is that Klonoa trademark that Bandai Namco is going on. I mean, they, I, it sounds like they're just going to re-release the, the Wii remake for Switch. I'll take it. The same way they did Katamari. Uh, I mean, but if it, they uh, did that, that would definitely... Give an opportunity to gauge interest because mm-hmm. there yeah. there are a lot of Klonoa people who remember Klonoa and Klonoa fans who like haven't been able to play the games in so long because the last release was for the Wii, correct? Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. So if it did come out for the Switch, that would be that would be an opportunity for a lot of people to play it again. And I don't believe Klonoa Two has ever been ported. So getting that no. off the PlayStation right. Two would be amazing. I was Ugh. lucky enough to work on a Klonoa webcomic uh, as part of the Shifty Look project when I worked for oh. Bonnie Namco and Shifty Look, and and that was cool. by far all the of all the of all the uh, Shifty Look properties that you know that we basically you know we we took old Bonnie Namco properties and we worked them into new media projects. The Klonoa webcomic, the loss of that was the one that by far the most people talked about. It was a really Aww. good webcomic, and yeah, and it just and it, it never ended because Shifty Look ended, and we never got to actually properly end it, and. Dang. Oh man, I just that love sucks. this world and this character so much. Not that it'll ever happen, but if Klonoa were to ever get into Smash, you would hear me screaming. It doesn't matter where in the world. <laughs> I want him did. in Smash. You would hear me It'd be screaming awesome. out of my mind, excited if that ever happened. And just hear it in the background, and just like, oh, there's Ash. Yep. <laughs> oh, no matter where, I would. Oh man, I'd be so hyped. 
Oh, goodness. Well, let's go ahead and uh, move on to our next news topic because we've gotten far away from Glover at this point. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. No, that's all right. I, I, that's, it's cool to know that you're also a mischief maker and Klonoa fan. That's, that's awesome yeah. to find any, out. Any excuse to talk about Klonoa, I will take. doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as Rob Armanek says, we need an Ape Escape trilogy like we got for Crash and Spyro. I will yeah. put that out there real quick. Oh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and bring up our next news topic. This is and, wild. Yeah. So <laughs> some people have noticed uh, that Super Nintendo World seems to have taking, uh, taken a reference to one of their designs from a mod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So the designers used art from a mod called Newer Super Mario Brothers. As a reference for their cacti, they have a somewhat distinct shape and were made specifically for newer and show up when you Google New Super Mario Brothers Wii Cactus. Uh, so if you look up New Super Mario Brothers Wii Cactus on Google Images, you'll get several results for, the, for newer's desert levels. And I assume that's where this mistake must have come from. Uh, this person didn't actually work on newer, but he is currently on the newer on the newer team making the remastered version. And one of the artists noticed, and we told some of the original developers, and they seemed to agree that it was definitely newer's cacti. Um, That's and so great. It, it's hilarious. It, they're not trying to make a big deal out of it. It's just something that, uh, cool that they noticed and they wanted to point out. But of course, this is the internet, and uh, that is funny that they just <laughs> they took I like mean, even they were design, like, oh yeah, that's a, that's Nintendo cactus. It fits so well that it, it literally fooled the people in charge mm-hmm. of designing all of these things. Good job. That's <laughs> right? And what's mm. funny is I actually played this mod and I recognize that cactus. It absolutely is from that game and, or from that mod. The and I mean, not that I right need to spot. confirm it because it clearly Twitter already did. But yeah, I played this and, and anyone who likes Mario mods, play this game. It's actually really good. What do they um, change and, for it? Yeah. It's basically just a, it's like a, almost like a level pack for, for oh. New Super Mario Brothers Wii, but it's just, it, it has its own overworld. It's like a, it's, it's a, like a Super Mario World style expanding overworld, completely oh, original cool. levels. Yeah, it's a it's full actually conversion. really good. Yeah. The, this mm. kinda, yeah. This story kind of reminds me of, I don't remember exactly the context, but I remember very recently um, Nintendo used a fan render of Mario for one of their websites. I remember oh, yeah. that happened fairly recently, mm-hmm. so I find it kind of funny that this is happening again so soon. And the right. funny thing is, they had years to realize this mistake mm-hmm. because it's Super Nintendo World. These aren't, um, you know, these aren't something that just takes a few days to put, to get yeah. out there or <laughs> a quick, quick render. Like, oh, we'll just grab this render and put it up. It's like, no, they had to look at this a few times. And the funny thing is, I have to assume Nintendo had to approve all of it. So even Nintendo looked at that and said, yeah, that's ours. Yeah, Which, that's... credit to the design team yep. in that case, my God. <laughs> yep. Right? Yeah. And, and funny uh, funny story, and of course, you know, this is another Mega Mansion. Just going to prepare you for that now. But this actually happened with Mega Man 2. Or not Mega Man 2. Mega Man as well. Um, <laughs> back before Me- uh, Mega Man 10 was a thing... Uh, some people, some people may remember that Capcom used to send out like fan, like fan letter emails, right? And uh, before Mega Man 10 was official, there was already a fan game called Mega Man 10 in development, and uh, that fan game would eventually be turned into Mega Man Unlimited because Capcom made Mega Man 10. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this fan email about Mega Man 10, they used a background from uh, Comet Woman stage, 
which is uh, everybody knows Comet Woman is not an actual robot master, but she was everybody in the knows fan that version <laughs> of Mega Man Ten. Well, everybody who plays Mega Man knows that. Um, but yes, so they they basically used a background from this fan game, thinking you know some intern probably just googled Mega Man Ten and that came up, and so they used it in official like you know in an official capacity. And I always thought that was pretty. funny. Oh my god! Yeah, That's amazing. I, I I mean, there's not a whole lot to say on this. It's just a funny kind of thing. And uh, kudos to the, the, the fan developers. Like, Nintendo always tries to um, get rid of mods and whatnot. They got them in their park. They even infected their parks. I just imagine on, like, whenever, you know, Super Nintendo World officially opens, that they just cover the cacti with, like, white oh, sheets. Yeah. I completely believe they would change the cacti because of this. Oh, I think they would. I'm sure Absolutely. that's the kind of thing Nintendo would do. Yeah. Um, as Rob Arman X points out, I totally forgot about this. The Masked Man spirit in Smash Ultimate was a deviant art render for a while. I forgot about that. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's true. true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Wow. You know, you <laughs> as do good work, when... <laughs> I know, right? Um, Asher127 says, hashtag redactus the cactus. That's, that's a good one. I, I like that. <laughs> nice. That's good. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go, let's go ahead and move on to our next one. And, uh, this one's a little less fun. <laughs> so, uh, Terraria for the Google Stadia has been canceled because Google's apparently an idiot. Uh, after because Google locked um, their the the co-creators uh, accounts, all the co the co-creators account, all their Google accounts, their Gmail, their YouTube, everything got locked, and That's because so- of that. He's like, well, screw Stadia, no longer making this port, and canceled and canceled the Stadia port. It's like what a what? mess. That's that's so dumb. Oh, God. I mean, and and clearly this guy is upset as he should be. Uh, I'm, I'm reading the mm. article now, and he says, "I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of service, so I can take this no other way than you deciding to burn this bridge. Consider it burned. Terraria for Google Stadia is canceled. My company will no longer support any of your platforms moving forward." Which Ooh. that's a perfectly fair reaction, yes. uh, given that this is not. There's no explanation behind this, but the thing is, Stadia doesn't have any goodwill to burn. What are you no. doing, Google? Like they are messing up crazy, uh, like crazy. Does anyone However, actually care about Stadia though? I it's not a huge loss. No, right? it really isn't. Uh, and the thing is, if people are worried about other versions of Terraria on Google devices, such as Android and Google Play, uh, the, the co-creator has already said it's not going to be impacted. Uh, in a statement to IGN, uh, the comp- the comp- the developers Relogic said. Punishing, punishing existing customers who paid for our games on these platforms is not what we're about. To be clear, there should be no impact whatsoever to Terraria or on Google platforms, both existing purchased games, both existing and purchased games, as well as ongoing store availability. So it's not like they're taking a, like uh, we're taking this off Google Play right. or uh, Android. It's just you're never going to get it on uh, Stadia. Stadia. Right. So what a mess! Like what? This would be so easy for Google to fix. Like, it's clear yeah. they must know about it at this point. It's It's been, you know, it's been retweeted so many times. I mean, there's, there's, I just don't understand what the logic is here. 
But I guess nice. there's a pun to be made there because the ter- Terraria's developer is called Relogic, so I don't know what the pun is, but there's something <laughs> there. But I, I just don't... This makes no sense to me. Like, you already, you're already bleeding games and need support on Stadia. Why would you let something like this happen? It's, it um... almost feels like they don't really care what happens to Stadia in the long term. It probably, maybe it was just like, let's see if this works. And then it didn't. So now it's just yeah, like, it's oh, like, whatever. <laughs> that's the Google way. Yeah. That's what they do. Nope. They yeah, develop that, that things the and then Google they drop way. them. Well, yeah. remember, if it uh, isn't well, a smashing success right up front, then hey, who needs it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that uh, that didn't they have a Google, Google like Facebook competitor at some point? What was it called? Google Plus? Was it Google Plus? Was because it? Yeah, I remember Google Plus. Yeah, that I was, remember that Google Plus, for and they like started forcing it on everyone who wanted to use YouTube, and it was stupid. Right. Yeah, I think that's yeah. when everybody turned that. against it. They just mm-hmm. was like, "All right, this might be a decent alternative," and then they started forcing you to use it, and it's like, "Oh, no, we're we're good." It like yeah. weirdly yeah. divided my YouTube channel into two separate accounts. I still don't understand how it works, but now I have two yeah. separate accounts for the same channel. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. Oh, the it really is along the way. But, yeah, uh, I, it feels to me as though Google has kind of just implicitly given up on Stadia. I mean, they are officially still supporting it, but so many of its features have come later than planned, and you know, the, and and everything we hear about Stadia now from Google themselves is so uh, it, uh, infrequent. I guess is the word to put. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does feel as though they're kind of unofficially giving up on it even though they are officially still supporting it but i mean it never went anywhere i mean this this thing was was kind of just badly thought out from the beginning right so Mm -hmm. yep yeah it's just like ah we'll grab phil harrison ah we'll grab a couple promotions to like really talk this up and see what it could be all about and everybody's like okay (laughs) it just never seemed that it's not like google doesn't have funds to throw away on stuff like that though so like i'm sure it was just an experimental thing that they were like let's see if this works and then when it didn't right and it's not turning a profit they're like eh. oh well support it for a bit and then wait till people forget about it and then yeah pretty much (laughs) oh well well um Let's go ahead and move on to our next topic, because, oh boy. <laughs> so, the ESA uh, and E3 2021. What do, they, what do they have planned here? Uh, well, the ESA is going forward with plans for a digital E3, but it's not going to involve Jeff Keighley, and so there's still going to be what is it, the Summer Games Fest that he did. That's still going to be a thing. Uh, but according to uh, Video Games Chronicle, the ESA said uh, the, the ESA's intention is to hold multiple two-hour keynote sessions from from game partners, an award show, a June 14th preview night, and other smaller streams from game publishers, influencers, and media partners. Some details from the article include, and this comes from Nibel on uh, Twitter, uh, plans have yet to be approved by the ESA's members, so they're still working on it. Jeff Keighley will not be involved again, and will he will be focusing on the Summer Game Fest. There are no details on how many have signed up as of yet. And, and here's the real kicker about this, apparently a six-figure sum is required to join the program. What? No. Fuck off, ESA. Get out so, of here. <laughs> this is Whoa. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The dumb, that I mean, six-figure sum is really dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's not as though the ESA really has a lot of goodwill left after they doxed everybody. 
I mean, what? And and I don't oh, think God. anybody's really even mm-hmm. like. I mean, I know people miss E3, and E3 is important in its own way, but everything about this sounds dull and dreary and absolutely mm-hmm. not what people are looking for compared <clears throat> to something like Jeff Keighley's <clears throat> Summer Games Fest. Like, and you have to pay, maybe have to pay a six-figure sum to join it. What? I'm I'm so over the ESA right now. Ever since they doxed yeah. us, I've just been I have no love for them whatsoever anymore. Yeah, I, I I mean it's like okay, there's something here, and then I saw that like they have to pay, and like well, so much for the small developers, and also I look at this as like does Nintendo need this? Does Sony need this? Need this? Does Microsoft need this? Like. What I mean, Sony already jumped, uh, like, stepped away from E3 2019. So, do they like they could just host their own thing and get just as many views? E3 brings nothing to this. The ESA brings nothing to this. It is just, yeah, kind of a waste of time. Which, hey, guess what? The Summer Games Fest was kind of a waste of time, from what I could tell. I don't remember like much being talked about with that as well. It's just sort of like. I, I think just sort of, the issue with Summer Games Fest is it was over the course of, like, four months rather than, like, a nice condensed show. But I saw <laughs> Jeff on Twitter earlier today saying that Summer Games Fest this year will be less than one month. So it might be better this time around. Maybe. Maybe. It's Maybe. still just, like, unfortunately, these things do not work on on streams as much outside of the right. direct format yeah yeah it's true i mean i you know i i don't i guess envy the position that that the esa is in because they have to figure out a way forward in the era of covid but at the same time i don't feel that bad because people like you know magfest is in the same place so is pax so is yeah sort of comic-con so many other shows mm-hmm. and everyone's you know, in the same didn't... boat in that sense but they have like yeah how much money <laughs> They might be able to plan it out a little bit better than they do with funding and stuff. So question mark? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I I just. I just. I know. I should. You know. Given that we all we exist and work in the game gaming space and the game industry, I know I should care more about what happens to the ESA. But I just. I really don't. (laughs) I really. Especially not not only because they doxed us, but then even after they were they had found out to have doxed thousands of journalists and other influencers and other industry figures, they still kept the stupid document up and it was still like it was still accessible easily mm-hmm. by uh, yeah. I, I have. I, I love how the the VGC article ends with. Uh, because they talked about that that uh, that doxing, and they said, following the leak, the ESA said winning back the trust of its media partners was its top priority. They're kind of failing at this. <laughs> yeah. oh, we accidentally oh. doxed everybody, so what if we charged them a hundred grand each to be in our show next time? <laughs> that just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so dumb. So dumb. Just, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, and I mean, I know, I know he's, you know, he could be easy to poke fun at, but I have to say that I, I really do, genuinely appreciate everything that Jeff Keighley has done, and and you know, with, with the Game Awards, and like I know they're easy to poke fun at, and they, they can be a little ridiculous, but you can you can see that his passion for games really does shine through in everything he does, and so have... I'm looking forward to you know Summer Games Fest again. I think he did a great job with that, uh, you know, as much as he was able to, and so that I'm kind of looking forward to E3, eh, whatever. Yeah, they they have issues, but at least you can see the effort. 
And yeah, exactly. It's clear that Jeff cares it's not perfect. when he's putting stuff on. And mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the most important part. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, also at this point, I mean, for, for those of us who are lucky enough to have been able to go to a bunch of conventions before COVID and everything, PAX West has, has, has and PAX East to a lesser degree, but especially PAX West, has essentially become what E3 is just open to the public. Yeah, And absolutely. I know E3 is also open to the public now, but it's also not nearly as expensive to go to PAX as mm. it is to go to E3. As and there's a lot more to do at PAX 100%. if you're a fan and not just a media. A lot more. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot more interactive because I, I've been to a bunch of E3s. I've been to a bunch of PAXs. And as mm. much as I loved going to E3 and the atmosphere and being able to go in and be like, yo, this is so cool. And seeing and seeing the like Nintendo's booth because they always have like you know the big fancy booth and it's super cool. And it's a bit more official in that capacity because it's like mm. it's a big show for them, you know. Uh, I still exactly. found myself having way more fun at the Paxes. Like, yeah. there, there's just so many. It, it's a nice blend of like corporate, corporate advertising and stuff, but still being there for the fans and for people who are there to have fun. Mm-hmm. Right. And and those things like like the wild booths and the and, and just like the spectacle the visual spectacle of it all that exists at PAX mm-hmm. and and also other shows like San Diego Comic Con to to a lesser extent but I mean well it does for comics not so much gaming but yeah I mean you you get that spectacle at shows like PAX that used to be exclusive to E3 but it's really yeah, not anymore absolutely. and I think for uh, for me I, I don't really miss E3 itself at all I what I think my favorite thing about E3 was was you know, I go to all these shows every year, or I used to uh, in the before times. But you know, E three is my chance to get all my friends in my backyard because I, I live in L A, like literally right, ten minutes right. away from the convention center. So I love having people come here, and I can you know take them out in L A. But the the show itself, I look forward more to PAX West every year than I do agreed and MAGFest agreed. and such mm-hmm. than I do E three. I've been one E three so far, and honestly, my favorite part of it was getting to meet you guys and hanging out with Roger, rather than just yeah. the events. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm yeah, totally the, the, the in agreement. The people are what make E3. Yeah, like the mm. hangouts and the pe- those experiences are what really make E3 for me now. Um, you know, the, I, I the show itself. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having a ch- having one more E3. I want one more E3 like it was before, just so I can experience it like everybody else. <laughs> sure, I, yeah, I, I know that's true. Like super, yeah, we're always super busy. Yeah, because you were always locked in the media room, which I hated. I hated that for you. I, I got out. I would yeah. get out on occasion, but for the most part, by the time like I always had to like pick and choose what I really wanted to check yeah. out. I, I'm kind of yeah. sad that we're probably never going to get to see what I am eight bit had planned for uh, E3 22. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. I think that was going to be really special, but it's probably never going to happen now. But didn't they leave I mean, as well? They like, did. They, they, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. before that. Well, even in the IM 8-bit art gallery, the, the the logo is still there. If you go over to Silver Lake, it's there, but there's no gallery. Like, that's been closed ever since COVID started. And I miss, you know, they used to do, like, press events there all the time at the IM 8-bit art gallery. And that was a lot of fun. They had Rhythm Heaven Fever's launch event there. They had the Octopath Traveler launch event there. Like, it was a really cool space to have gaming press events. And, you know, they'd have all these cool art exhibits and stuff and... But that's also been closed since COVID. And yeah, we're never going to know what they were doing for E3 as well. That's a shame. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Bring it up here. 
So, uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition has been announced, uh, but they've also talked about the fact that they are tweaking shots of characters to avoid, uh, let's say, some more unfortunate um, time <laughs> time capsules of uh, when it yeah. first came out and some other odd situations. The most notable of what uh, which is uh, no longer showing off. Like, here's a butt. Here's the. <laughs> Here's a character. And they yeah. did that no a lot with the character shots. of Moran. Yeah, they, they're lowering the butt shots uh, quite a bit. Um, quite a butt. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the project director, Matt Walters, has uh, noted that uh, they are going to be tweaking a selection of cinematic camera angles, particularly ones that, pre- that they may present some of the characters in a gratuitous or unflattering light. Uh, Cerberus officer Miranda Lawson, who is quite the polarizing character among fans, will be a bit will be a beneficiary of such changes with the camera's occasional leer over her posterior adjusted. Um, he says, I do think uh, uh, things have evolved since the original release, but I don't know if I would say we were ultra concerned about it or anything like that. But there were considerations. Um, the character director actually called out uh, some camera cuts that were just why was that focusing on her butt? <laughs> but, but so in some cases we're yeah. like, okay, we can make a change there, but it's not just the butts. Uh, another example was given how cameras have been adjusted to hype, help hide stances or animations that felt awkward between the male and female iterations of commander Shepard. So for example, the camera camera has been raised on a shot that sees femshep awkwardly man spreading in a skirt. The camera adjustments not only reduce shots of gratuitous nature, but also uh, allow for reparations on some of the trilogy's clunkier uh, photography. Um, so this, uh, this is definitely a good thing. Um, yes. As someone who's played Absolutely. a ton of Mass Effect, I can I can tell you for sure that the camera lingers uh, uncomfortably long on Miranda's ass more than <laughs> once. And it's it's it was it was weird back then, and it's weird now. <laughs> there goes my say. It's like I'm out. I, I can't handle this. I, I don't yeah. want this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking speaking of, I do love the uh, the uh, lead here. Ass affected is what it uh, says on Destructoid, and I do love that. That's that's quite clever. Nice. Um, but yeah, this this is definitely a good change across the board. It, it was very male gazy, very pandering, and uh, Mass Effect is great, and it doesn't need that shit in it. So I mean, that was yeah. kind of a lot of the advertising for Mass Effect back in the time. is like, these are the characters mm-hmm. you'll be able to have sex with. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and that's fine, and they can still do that in a tasteful way and still keep the sex scenes and whatnot, but like, you know, it's not as though the camera would linger gratuitously on male characters. It really was just Miranda and other female characters. Uh, Miranda got it the worst. But and, mm-hmm. and here's what makes this whole thing even worse and why it's such a great thing that they're doing this. Uh, as the Destructoid article notes, in regards to Miranda specifically, um, she was born as a macho idea of an attractive woman. She literally had her DNA altered by her monster of a father in order to present her as a perfect specimen to the world. So that makes it even more awkward for the game to leer over her literally mm-hmm. lab-crafted body, which is Thanks. a source of trauma for her. It's really messed up. Hey. <laughs> so, all that oh, is to say, you say they're say? making it better. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Do, do we um, lose you again? Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Can you hear us, Masai? Yeah. Okay. I was just trying to see okay. if you had any... Have you played Mass Effect? I have not played a single thing of Mass Effect. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. But, uh... You should. It's quite good. Uh, and I want it's going to be without I, I really this want to. stuff. Yeah, no, I highly recommend. This might be it. the best time the to play it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think I think I will check it out upon this getting released. So mm-hmm. it's all, yeah. it sounds like they're making some good improvements too. So I'm down. Yeah. Hmm. Um. 
Of course, though. Of course. Of course. Gamers are mad. (laughs) (laughs) Because how dare you censor us? We demand the fan service we are denied. It's not censorship when these camera angles were not being used for any kind of artistic reason, right? Yeah. Exactly. But ass, Brandon, that's the artistic reason, right? The only ass I feel like looking at in video games (laughs) is snakes and and Smash Brothers. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. He does have the best ass in gaming, for sure. Or at least he did until Sakurai nerfed his ass in Ultimate. See, that, that's censorship. That That is censorship. That's real censorship. (laughs) Sorry, Masei, what did you say? I said, didn't people complain about that, too? Like, they measured his butt, and then they were all like, wait, it's a little bit smaller now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that, that just reminds me of uh, Avengers Endgame. Is like, that's America's ass. It's like, that's gamer's ass. That's gaming's uh-huh. ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, of course people are crying censorship over this, and it's just, this is not censorship. It's just, this, this never served an artistic purpose in the first place. They're also, they're polygons, man. What are you so freaked? They're polygons made to look like a character's ass. Just go out in the real world and meet people. I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't understand. I, maybe it's not so good these people meet people. <laughs> maybe know? maybe not. But yeah, that's true. If, if they're that concerned about, yeah. Good, good yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. It's just good on Bioware. I, I like this. This is a good change. Um, especially because it yeah. also works on other things. It just sort of helps more of a directive vision and right. uh, keeps it all together. Um, but yeah, that's good on good on you, Bioware. But yes, uh, let's yes, go indeed. ahead and move on to our final topic of the night. And Square Enix uh, had a massive, uh, apparently a really long uh, presentation on Final Fantasy XIV and its next expansion, including a uh, announcement of a PlayStation 5 version taking advantage of all this. It's going to have an open beta, I believe, in May. I think it's, that's what it said. Thank and you, the next expansion is called Endwalker, where apparently we're going to the moon. <laughs> I have not. I'm still <laughs> trying to catch up with Final Fantasy 14. Uh, apparently, it just keeps getting better and better. But they have announced other uh, things. Um there's a new eight-person raid known as Pandemonium uh, that's de- debuting in Endwalker. There's going to be two new classes, a uh, healer class that they've already announced called the Sage and uh, a melee D- DPS class that's set to debut in May. Uh, there's a new feature called Island Sanctuary that was announced for the expansion, which offers uh, basically a way to put, do a Stardew Valley, have a farm, raise things in the game. Um, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, apparently they're also getting rid of belts, which I heard a lot of people, like, I follow a lot of, fan, I, I just ended up following a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen fans on Twitter, and I saw everybody talking about, like, they're removing belts from the game. Okay. But there's yeah. also going to be a new mount, the Lunar Whale, which is a eight-person mount, so well, I think it also... Wrecked FF4 reference. I yeah, and I, I believe it also plays the music from Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy IV and you ride on oh, it. Oh, that's so. sweet. That's, that's really awesome. cool. Yeah, the so, first thing I thought, like when you said they're going to the moon, I hadn't heard that. I'm like, okay, well, that is absolutely right for FF4 and potentially FF8 fan service, given the, you know, the the moon, you know, existence and right. Thing. So, yeah. Um, with uh, this, uh, as Angel Martinez says, Endwalker is just the end of this story arc, but it will continue after that. Um, Brandon, I believe you're caught up on this one. Uh, the, 
has um is is this does this arc begin with a realm reborn and it's ending off that or is it finishing off some other arc that started with a later expansion oh no i've only played through a realm reborn so oh uh Masay is actually further oh, okay. along than i am yeah, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I, it's been a hot minute. I played through Heaven Sword, so I'm not caught up either. Like it, it's been a while, <laughs> mm-hmm, no. but um, I'm also unsure. From what I understand from A Realm Reborn through uh, Shadowbringers, it was all the same story. So I don't know if this is actually wrapping up that entire story arc and it's starting new after that. Or if it's just like, you know, this is ending that specific, that specific season, quote unquote, even though it's okay. like I am seeing from the chat, uh, mm-hmm. it is finishing the story arc that started in A Realm Reborn. It's oh, not man. the end, but it's mm-hmm. apparently you're going to start on a brand new adventure after Endwalker. I, cool. I have heard this from is the end of the Heidelin and Zodiac saga, apparently. I've heard from plenty of people, a lot of my close friends that... Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen has quite possibly the best stories ever told in Final Fantasy. Uh, and that's, I keep hearing that, too. It's uh, For one, it's wild that that's the case in an MMO. Um, that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that if there's any reason to get into FF14, honestly, uh, we talked about this before the show, but even as a single-player game, it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I will definitely say that going into it, because I've always been into MMOs. I've been into MMOs since I was like, we we baby teenager. I played Ragnarok <laughs> Online. I played World of Warcraft. I played Lineage. I, play, I played, you name oh, it, wow. I've probably wow. at least heard of it, or if not played it for a good length of time. I, I've played so many games, and Final Fantasy XIV is the first one that I've played that actually feels like, wow. I care about what's happening, you know? <laughs> like, World of also had to that to an extent, but I feel like it didn't touch on, like, as deep of a story and, like, getting attached to the NPCs and all of these helper characters and what have mm-hmm. you. And, like, again, I've only played through Heaven's Sword, which is the second expansion, um, but it has been... It's been a ride. It, it definitely takes... It definitely feels like a single-player experience, but also involving like other people in if if you would like to play with other people you can but the main storyline quest is very like this is a game <laughs> this is mm-hmm. final fantasy it's it's been great That's so interesting i i'm looking for i i got it and was doing the free trial and played it for a little bit not as much as amy did um but i was like i'm it does feel like a single player uh, single player game, like how you're going about it. You can totally play it that way, or you can get friends help you and check out all these other things. There is so much in this game. It is ridiculous how much content there really is. And I, um, I want to find the time to play it, because you telling me this has the best Final Fantasy XIV story, I want to see that story. I need to see this, yeah, absolutely. especially with seeing... People go nuts. I remember. I remember E three. People going nuts on Twitter when um, the Shadowbringers was announced, and all like, oh, this was Absolutely. confirmed on these theories. It's like, it's probably fo- it's it's definitely a partly FOMO, but it's happened for so long. I wanna. I need to see this. I've you had know? friends tell me yeah. that Shadowbringers made them cry. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I, I think too. everyone yeah. that I yeah. know that has played Shadowbringers has told me that Shadowbringers made them cry, and they just want me to get to the end so bad, and they're like, "You should start playing again." I'm like, "I know, but time." <laughs> I, that's the problem, yeah, and I, I think I need to find. Me. 
a time like just just this little bit of time is my Final Fantasy fourteen time. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, that's a great way to like to uh, space it out. It's just like like so and so amount of time per day. It's like it's time to play Final Fantasy and just slowly work work through it. Mm-hmm. And it's also really great too because everything through the second expansion is considered free trial now. Yeah, you, right. yeah, it's that's a great so way. So much and- game. That's so yeah. much game. Adam Davis uh, asking, what's Final Fantasy XIV available on and how much is it? It is available on PS4 and PC, I believe. Is that the only one? It's all, and they and also, PS5 of course, announced a PS5 one that you actually have a free upgrade to. So if you have it on PS4 and have a PS5, it'll do a free upgrade Last year, uh, to that. Or the year before, Fantastic. it was also announced that it's coming to Xbox at some point. That still hasn't happened yet. But right. It is happening. Yeah. Um, it's twelve ninety nine for the subscription, but as Masay said, you can play up to the second expansion for free if you want to just give it a like shot. That's easily hundred hours, right. easily. That's a and crazy that's amount of content. That, like, don't underestimate yeah. that. That's huge. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what I mean. I think that's why I get cold feet because I'm not an MMO person at all, which is why I've typically avoided FF eleven and fourteen. But like you, Derek, I keep hearing from everybody that fourteen has one of the best stories ever. And to me, the idea of an MMO with a an interesting story, let alone a great story, is so foreign to me. I can't even... It's hard for me to, to imagine an MMO that delivers a quality single-player experience with a great story. And I th- yeah. I'm thinking the PS5 version may be... Like, I, I really want to get into it. I do want to play it. I'm just... I'm, I'm worried about those hundreds of hours of content. And I I've think, heard around I, 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 You've got to go at it at your own pace. Don't feel like you yeah. need to get to it. I think that's yeah, the big absolutely. thing here. Absolutely. And I think but I've also... also heard, oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I, I was just going to say, um, I feel like also the fact that there's so much of it that is free, that takes the pressure off of you to be like, I need to get my time's worth in. And sure, that gives you sure. ample time to figure out what your pace is and how frequently you want to play and without feeling like I'm wasting my subscription money, you know? So right. it, it, it yeah. gives you that span of time to figure it out and see if it's something that you would like to invest in. Mm-hmm. And, that's true uh, and, and I, I do like this so much oh go ahead Brandon uh, and you know A Realm Reborn honestly that part of the game doesn't stand up nearly as highly as that's what I was all the expansions say. agreed so yeah. agreed. but this or just in June of last year I think they cut a substantial amount of Realm Reborn out of the game oh did that oh, did happen they? Yeah, yeah, they oh, they definitely streamlined it. I heard. Yeah. Um, oh, that's nice to know. Okay. So I knew that was th- this coming. is the I time didn't know to that get they in. Actually, did it. Mm-hmm. Well, then that sounds like it is okay. Then then PS Five might be my entry point for it because I, I I you know I, I'm looking for stuff to play on my shiny new PS Five anyway, and the idea of playing you know on PS Five instead of PS Four appeals to me. So mm-hmm. I, I think it, even exactly. then, like the biggest thing about Final Fantasy fourteen is if you're looking forward to Final Fantasy 16, this is probably a great introduction to the kind of storytelling we can expect from that game, just because it yeah. has the same team. Right, which is what's so interesting, because I'm actually not looking forward to FF16 yet, because nothing I've seen so far has really grabbed me the way a new Final Fantasy game usually does. However, I'm staying open-minded, because I know that, the, that so much of the 14 team is working on 16, and that people love the story of 14 so much, so there is reason to be excited but i just i'm not a fan of the character and world design of 16 yet mm-hmm. but i'm sure. i'm keeping i'm keeping an open mind yeah and as an audible ask is it ps4 and ps pc crossplay yep total crossplay it's yep. all the same servers nice. on every platform everything in there yep, yep, yep. um 
I will say if there's one thing that I'm concerned about is the server load when this new expansion drops. Mm. Oh boy. Because I remember I started playing, I started playing like consistently for a little bit around the time that Shadowbringers dropped. Like mm. right in that span of time and it, the servers were struggling. I had a hard oh, time sure. uh, getting in and just... Everybody wants to was, see that story. Exactly. It was right. constantly full. And then you have a queue going into, into the server. I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so yeah, I hope, don't I really start hope when a that patch they're drops. going to be... Never start when a patch it. drops. No, yeah, that seems exactly. like a bad idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I, I just to reiterate this whole thing, it's crazy how much this game is turned around because I, right. in college, I picked up Final Fantasy XI. I hated Final Fantasy XI. Granted, I got it when it came out, so I don't know if it was still, it got better later on, but I know you had to have a party for that game. And if you died, you lost experience. I lost, I would lose levels. I'd get a oh level, God. then die, and then lose I a level. Know, it I was hate so it. hard. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it was so hard to figure out where I needed to go to. Quests weren't uh, marked properly or anything like that. And of course, I was at uh, E3, it was either E3 or PAX, and Final Fantasy XIV, the original, was available. So I tried, I was like, all right, let's take a look at this, see if they improved anything. And it basically was Final Fantasy XI again, from what I could tell. Except kind of worse from from my memory. I don't know. It's like <laughs> there should have been better. It's like what happened? Yeah, if, if what happened? had a had an infamously bad launch that they actually like worked into the game story. What happened really cool, to like, Ash? The, how they you know they yeah, no. launched the Uh-oh. game and worked that canonically into the story and i thought that was so cool yeah i love that it's i so love cool. that mm-hmm. if you want i remember like, to, okay go, oh go ahead Masai. i remember i went to um i think it's called a distant worlds the symphony that final fantasy was doing for a while mm-hmm. and that was like right before the second version of final fantasy 14 was getting launched and i remember uh, one of the developers, I don't remember who it was, but they came out on stage for this show and they announced the new Final Fantasy fourteen at that show. And they followed up with, we promise it's good this time. I distinctly <laughs> I remember, that, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I know they had a lot of apologies at the time and just mm-hmm. all that. And to give it credit, even though I haven't had time to play it, if I had time to play it, I would be definitely playing it a lot more. Because I did try WoW back in the day and enjoyed it, but didn't really stick with it. It didn't grab me in the same way. Final Final Fantasy fourteen is like I want to play more. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I, I played, it's ah. I played WoW and it did grab me super hard, and I was like, I'm all in. I was I was on that WoW that WoW wave, but mm. I think fourteen in the sense of like quality and the kinds of experiences that it brings, it definitely grabs me even more it, it's just, it's mm-hmm. so good it's so good if you're yeah, if you nice. haven't tried final fantasy 14 or you don't know the history of the original 1.0 going into realm reborn uh no clip on youtube has a fantastic documentary on just the entire history of that development um it's really interesting know. i'd highly recommend watching it uh in addition to that there's also a series on netflix i don't know if it's still on netflix uh final fantasy 14 dad of light Oh, Wait, I have heard, I've of, heard of this. Oh, I've right. heard of this. Uh-huh. It's uh, based on a true story of a of a man who reconnects with his father by secretly playing right. Final Fantasy fourteen with them. It's it's cute. It's great. I'd recommend watching that too. Well, that's cool. I remember when that was first announced, and people were making fun of it because some of the translations were like "Daddy of Light" 
and it just sounded so <laughs> out of context. It sounded Ooh. so dumb oh. and weird. <laughs> but oh yes, I, I know of I know of that, and uh, I've heard it's quite good. That that kind of side story. Um, another thing about FF14, uh, I've heard a lot of FF14 music out of context, and of course, being Final Fantasy music, it's awesome. But um, I want to hear yeah. it in game. I want to yeah, really experience this whole soundtrack because what soundtrack I've heard good. of FF14 soundtrack is immensely great. I also know they have a bunch of like special. I think raids where you take, I don't know if it has story context or whatnot, but I know they've had raids where like they recreate the final boss of final fantasy six. That's so cool. There's also really? some heard of those. I, I, I never got to that point. There, there's also know. some hey, oh, near content. Uh, and the near content oh, right. is canon to the near storyline. Right. Oh I yeah. About that. It's it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's monster th- hunter content too. Yes. Yeah. And they had yokai watch content. <laughs> For a while. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um the uh I believe they are, also had a remix of Dancing Mad for that fight, Ash. That might be something that you might want to so look up. Cool. I, I so I assume that content isn't canon to FF six though, right? It's it's just just gotta be It's I don't think it's canon to that. I think it's just oh, sort okay. of its own thing. This is a this is the a f- final fantasy fans final fantasy. Like it goes there I for see. all the references yeah. and stuff. As That's Rob so Armanek cool. says, Gilgamesh is there. You gotta have Gilgamesh. And you fight him on a bridge? Okay, you know, between this and now you've been talking about Kefka. <laughs> oh man, I maybe PS5 might be my, my entry point into this game. Maybe we'll all play it together going forward. Yeah, dude. Could be. I, I'd, like, I'd like to also add, though, that I am not a Final Fantasy fan, per se. I haven't played very much okay. of Final Fantasy. I've played, mm. like, Bits and pieces. I can name. I can name names. Like I know Kefka. I, I know Yuna. Blah 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 blah. I know Cloud, of course. Sephiroth. I can name the names. I have not actually played the games. But Fair even enough. with my very limited knowledge of Final Fantasy prior, Final Fantasy fourteen is still amazing from the perspective of someone who is not familiar mm-hmm. with Final Fantasy. Like the, mm-hmm. by and large, this is my first Final Fantasy game. I, this wow. is the only one wow. I've really sunk a, a decent amount of time into. But I'd uh, be curious to hear your thoughts then, since you're kind of going about it the reverse way. This is a Final Fantasy fan's Final Fantasy, but you're not a fan, but this is mm-hmm. the first one you've played. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts if you ever do play games like FF7 or 6 or 10 or whatever. I, it has to, gotten to me interested. It actually nice. has I, I gotten had a feeling it would do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because I recognize the names, and I'll be like, oh, I, I know that's a reference, but I don't know what the context is. But right. I'm also just like, oh, now I want to know. <laughs> like, nice. I, I, got to the, I got to the fight with Gilgamesh on the bridge, and I'm like, oh, I know this. But mm, I don't know cool. it in the context of the original game. I'm like, oh, I'd love to gotcha. actually... Find Gilgamesh is so things. unique amongst Final Fantasy because it took me a while to realize he right. it was the same Gilgamesh each time because I didn't play a lot of Final Fantasy V and all of a sudden he, kept show, he shows up on the other. I remember when he first showed up in Final Fantasy I was like, who's this dude? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Arkwing also says they recently remixed The Extreme from FF8 and it was so good. Okay, I have, I'm going to YouTube and listening to that as soon as this is over because <laughs> The Extreme, the original version of The Extreme is one of my favorite Final Boss themes ever. So nice. I got to hear that. And another thing, uh, like, with the fact that this is an MMO, you might typically associate that with a more toxic community. But FF14 has just the nicest community I've ever seen. From what I've seen, yeah. They're it so really wonderful. 
I think it kind of varies on server. I think some servers are a little bit more uh, a little bit more welcoming than others, from what I have heard. Sure. Uh, specifically, but yeah, by and large, compared to compared to a lot of other MMOs, and again, I've played so many MMOs. <laughs> I've played so many mm-hmm. of them, and like it, this is definitely the best community that I've seen in like uh, an nice. online game. I know Amy ran into a completely random player who was like, "Hey, you want to go visit these other places so you can open up over your fast travel?" Sure, oh, and they just took oh, they so just nice. took him around, awesome. took her around on a little tour, and she loved it because awesome. like being able to see things from above and actually fly like made her even more excited to see all of this air, all these areas. So, oh, that's cool. Absolutely. I just I'm, I I want to get back into it. I want to I want to have a chance to play with her and all you guys. It'd be just a lot of fun. But I suppose yeah. we should probably wrap this up because I think we've been talking about 14 for like 15 minutes despite <laughs> none of us actually being ready more. to even take on this yeah. con- content. Right. So, uh, yeah. I think that uh, we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. Uh, and, uh, yeah, before we sign off, say where can everybody find you at? Hi, yeah, I'm on Twitter, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Twitch as Masayanella. It's, uh, I have a lot of fun. I do nerdy things, do some speed running, playing games. I'm playing Bug Fables soon, so I'm excited Ooh, for that nice. on Twitch. Ooh, I've not tried so it. many good things. I, I've heard so many good things, so I'm very, very yeah. excited to get started with that. But yeah, I just, cool. I do the nerdy things around the internet, so it's, it's fun times. Good vibes all around, right? Absolutely. I mean, you are Hell the embodiment yes. of good vibes, Masay. You are... Oh. <laughs> always have great stuff. I I, I enjoy it all. Um, so yeah, you just yeah. You want to you want to talk about this, some of the sweetest people out there, right there? We got to say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, maybe when FF14 does launch, we should have you back on the show. We'd love to have you back, of course. Yo, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Gotta I'd have lo- you back. I'd love to come back. Thank you. I should say launch on PS5, but yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, the, the End Walker almost said End Game. End Walker doesn't come out until September, I want to say. But oh, okay, so it's yeah. PS5 versions in May, then End Walker September. Okay, correct, correct. Cool. But uh, yeah, with that said, uh, we have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons. Whether uh, no matter what your level are, uh, is, it's just your support as always means the world. We really do appreciate it. But of course, we have to give an extra special thanks to everyone at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. Uh, We love doing it each and every week. Uh, Get to meet, get to meet and talk to so many uh, great people. Uh, Always look forward to it. But in addition, a massive, massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include. Let me bring it up here because we got a brand new order. (laughs) Starting to groove on here. Yep. Jonathan Belmare, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, uh, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D Pad, Guillaume Monet, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Fax, Vedron Hotik, uh, Macalau, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Azran127, Ken Roulet09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Mitchell Herring, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog23100, Brooke, Young Ben Kenobi, Charles Zaz, Douglas Chomix, Andrew Medeiros, RMM, Brady Power, 
Phantom 23, Scott Barber, Rocks the Cat, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Lynx, Sean, De- Sean Davis, Deneth, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, uh, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Seth Walker, Hubie, Marcos Conscious, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling, hi Steve's mom. Hi, <laughs> hi Steve's mom. <laughs> Dark Umi 87, our, uh, by the way, our newest, page, uh, newest yes. executive producers, Dark Umi 87, The Flying Tacos, and Scuff196. Thank you all. I believe God. we're up to 78 or 77 executive producers. 77, 77 executive producers. Holy crap, you guys. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Thank you. I'm going to start getting incredible. my full body workout. The, the, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's another reason is, because yeah. remember that you too become a, can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can watch today's news tonight uh, live for as little as $5 a month. And that includes Ash grooving to the executive producer tier. You don't see it because yes. we have the, the credits going up, but Ash dances during this thing. So yeah, I, I even we, we saw Masay getting a little uh, into it. We could also we could start calling that a uh, a patron exclusive perk. Oh yeah, a- ash da- the ash dance. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually a perk, but oh, I'll, no, I'll it's, go with that for now. It's the it's the uh, shake your ash perk. Yeah, shake, I see that hashtag shake that ash. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like it. I love it. Oh gosh, that's but so yeah, good. you can support us. What's that been saying? I said that's so good. I know, right? <laughs> right. I appreciate you're 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 all very kind, very flattering. I I'm not a good dancer. I play I used to play a lot of DDR, but anyone will tell you I DDR is just not saw you dance. I would prefer to disagree with that. You well, did. thank you very you much. Go. And I also appreciate Adam Davis's pop off Paulson. That's pretty good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nice. But yes, as as uh, said before, you can support us for as little as five dollars a month to watch this live, but even one dollar subscribing, whatever you want all means the world thank you all so much for watching if you like this video again be sure to subscribe to good vibes gaming for more good times like these and until next time good night and good vibes good night everybody bye bye